Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where my guest today, Mr. Bruce Weinstein, and I were talking about feeling old because I couldn't get the tech to work, but never mind that, never mind that. But what we were talking about that I'm excited to share is about insurance. And before everyone rolls their eyes at me and go, wait, how is that exciting? I think our lives our general lives and what we have insurance for gives us a very false opinion about insurance, right? You have to have car insurance to be allowed to drive your car. You have to have house homeowners insurance to be allowed to have a mortgage. You have to have health insurance, though, truthfully, that doesn't even behave as insurance anymore. So we have this very flat, one-dimensional opinion about insurance when I know because of my background, and I know you're going to share with us, there's a lot more to be done and to be utilized with those products. So before we get into all that and what you need to be keeping an eye out for in your business when it comes to insurance and how it can actually help you, um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit more formally who you are and what you do? Oh, man, I do a lot. (laughs) That's easy. Uh, But I started in the financial securities industry in 1986, not to be confused with that Yellowstone uh, prequel, it says, (laughs) as I like to say these days, because they're awfully close together now. It's it's modern modern times, and and I probably drive cars like that. But I I started as a, a financial advisor, and so I've been counseling and educating people for for. Four decades, like a long, long time. And 2020, my wife and I started an insurance-only business, Weinstein Wealth Insurance Solutions. And we are duly licensed. We cover everything in the world of insurance, all the way down to pet insurance. So we do auto, we do home, but we do business owner insurance, which we're going to touch on. We do Medicare, we do life insurance, annuities, long-term care, disability, health insurance season just ended for us. So, you know, Obamacare, private health, I am... I put on like 15 pounds. I'm hiding my belly. I see my belly. So you haven't even moved, like, right? You probably haven't <laughs> even moved from your desk. Oh, it's terrible. But, you know, you have you have the the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, as it's formerly known, you know, just closed. And so there's a season for that. There's a Medicare season for, for making changes. They overlap. So if you're duly licensed in those areas, it's a double whammy. Been so, a little busy. Yeah, been, been a little bit busy. So, so I appreciate scheduling this a little bit post <laughs> Post post chaos. I had to push you back. So thank you. So So here's a question for you. Based on what I, how I introduced this topic, what do people get wrong about insurance? What do, what do, what is the impression and what do they get wrong? Well, you know, I was listening to what you were saying in the, in the intro part and a couple of things popped on my head is that there's two sides of the insurance coin. There's the committed and the discretionary. And you were labeling some of the committed, which is the auto and the homeowners. 
And technically, and you phrased it properly, is if you don't have a mortgage, you don't need to have homeowner's insurance, but it tends to be one of our biggest assets. So really, do we not want to? But look, I've got a client down here that owns a $7 million house, and he saw the homeowner insurance rates. He goes, screw it, I'll self-insure. Now, if you own a $7 million house for cash, you, you probably have some other money behind you. And so is he okay potentially losing that house if there's a fire or a hurricane or something else? But the land alone is going to be worth you know, right. a, a and, good and chunk of it. But again, those are choices. The average person out there with a $500,000 home can't afford for that house to be wiped out without some financial you know, coverage, right? Okay. So, so insurance. So, so you've got the, the committed insurance and then you have the discretionary. And the discretionary is going to be things like, do I buy life insurance or disability? And when I'm older, long-term care. And so the, the, the fundamental problem is we are an insurance heavy society mm-hmm. and there's just not enough money at the end of the day for most people to be paying for all this stuff. That's just the reality, unless you're making incrementally more money. And so I think that's what tends to happen is people bargain hunt, they mm-hmm. underinsure, they don't understand what they're doing from a vulnerability standpoint, auto being a big one. There's a term called state minimum. Right. So every state or most states will have a minimum amount of coverage. But for the average person, it's a drop in the bucket of coverage if they had a true right. It's situation. a legal. It's the legal covering you require, but from a financial standpoint, it's not a good decision. No, no. So, so, so that, you know, there's there's a liability coverage, you know, standpoint, and then if you have assets, if you're not properly insured, then they're going to come after your assets, and so that's what you try and explain to people: like you can't be penny wise and dollar foolish. Right. And I think what is adding to the frustration around insurance, and then I'll tell you my health insurance story, just because I think you'll find it funny. Too much of the system is broken. And so we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Right. Too much. There's so many stories. And of course, the media likes to go heavy on the negative because that gets attention. We know how that works. So their coverage constantly about insurance companies refusing to pay claims. And so we throw the baby out with the bathwater and we don't want to deal with the insurance industry, but that's just so but short-sighted. It, but Aaron, you, you you could take the same fundamental principles that the insurance companies apply and, and look at everything else that goes on with technology's aid. Like how easy is it to ever get a human being on the phone when you need a customer service interaction? Whether it's oh, the airlines, wow. the banks, the phone master, company. My nightmare with Ticketmaster tick- the other day. So Every, everything's that. a bot. Everything's an AI. And then it's try and get a representative. And then again, God forbid, they're offshore. You can't understand them. They're not really following what you want. They're reading from a script. It's like now you got to escalate. And it's just a time suck. And so the, the intent, and this is my tie-in, the intent is to frustrate enough people to get off the phone and leave them alone. And if you're truly persistent, then eventually you'll get it done. Well, the insurance company plays the same game. And, and I'm, I'm impacted on both ends. A- they will delay and deny claims as much as possible to keep the easy right, to hope de- deterrence away. Right. right. Because to there's there's always up. there's always a percentage that just like, right. forget it, I won't be bothered. I'm too busy or I don't care. And then there's those who pursue. So they know there's a percentage of people that will just walk away. 
On the flip side, as an agent that's paid by these carriers, guess what? They're notorious for not paying commissions. And so we have commission trackers and every month we go in and we look and we say, we didn't get paid here. We didn't get paid here. We didn't get paid here. And now we have to go pursue them to make them pay us our measly $20. And again, they know how many agents don't track their commissions, don't realize they weren't paid and they get to keep the money. And so they do it on both ends. They and it's do just it on a game. Both ends. And it, it's my experience. So we had, I don't even know what company, it's the health insurance, right? And after waiting 45 minutes to actually talk to somebody to explain to me what was going on, because it just didn't make sense why they were covering this and not that, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, okay, oh, it's about meeting the deductible. And I said, okay, so just so I'm clear, it's Costco, it's not insurance. And and the woman, very nice woman, she's like, what? I go, it's Costco. What you're telling me is because I am a member of your insurance club, I get a discount from that doctor, but insurance by definition is pooling money to cover costs. You're not doing that. You're not actually paying for anything. I'm still paying out of pocket for everything. I'm just getting a discount because I'm part of your club. That's Costco. Mm. That's not insurance. And she was last, she thought it, you know, she, it wasn't her fault, but. But you're, you're accurate in the sense, but the, the paradigm shift has been in the last 15 or 20 years where people were used to a, a modest premium and mm-hmm. decent coverage, low co-pays, low deductibles, low out-of-pocket. And now that's just not the game anymore. Health insurance has become more catastrophic-based. Well, our you, entire healthcare system in this country is only catastrophic-based. It's not health and wellness. It's it's well, all the, what, you know, when, when you look at the Obamacare right now platform, the annual max out of pocket is over $9,400. And yeah, you, you get your annual exam for free, right? The, you, you, the women get their lady visits, the men can get their, you know, their annual exams, you get your colonoscopy if you're over 50, like that's wellness. So you get that. And then you'll have some co-pays to go see your doctor. But then if you go to the ER, bam, you know, deductible first. Some expensive, you know, low co-insurance, 40, 50%. There's no more 80, 20 plans. Right, very hard, yeah. very hard to find those. I mean, those are gold. Those, you'll pay through the nose to have that. And I'm a proponent of I'd rather pay as I go, not pay in advance. Well, so that so that's one of my questions. Like, because we can talk all day about what's not working, but I'm also a big fan of being real. So this is the situation. I can scream from the rooftops about how yeah. absurd the situation is. My boyfriend gets mad at me when I start talking about endgame capitalism. <laughs> he doesn't want, <laughs> doesn't want to hear about it. But but the truth of the matter is there is a usefulness. There is a necessity. There is an advantage to utilizing insurance. So what does a business owner do? What like if you're in this situation where you're in charge of your own income and I can't get DI because I work out of my house, like what do the business owners need to keep an eye out for understanding that it's even in a frustrating situation, there is a reason for this? Well, the, the business owner is wearing two hats, right? He, he's got, he or she's got their own needs to themselves and, and or their families. No different than a, anybody who had a job. You know, at the end of the day, I got to take care of my family. And then and then there's the needs of the business itself. And so if we stay on a health insurance conversation, well, with the great resignation of COVID, a lot of businesses out there are struggling to hire and find talent. 
and then they struggle to keep the talent that they have. And so if they're not offering health insurance benefits, they're going to struggle retaining and attracting. And we push all the time to have those conversations with small business owners to consider offering coverage. Because so what's accessible to them? I, I know a lot of my clients probably wouldn't even think there was something they could even remotely do. But I think there's more flexibility and options than people realize. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a big question, you know, answer-wise. It, it, it There's group plans, depending on what state you live in, that anywhere from a minimum of two, like New York, mm-hmm. Florida's kind of like four to five. Some carriers don't want less than five. The rule of thumb is if you have five full-time employees, non-family per se, like you, you can't take, you know, your wife and three kids and all of a sudden they're all, you know, being on the plan. Now there's a little flexibility with that if the the spouses are in the business together. Again, depends on the state, depends on the market and the carrier. So, you know, you have United Healthcare and a Blue Cross Blue Shield and 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 the like. So depending on your markets, there's options. So we, we can put together a census, we evaluate, we give them numbers. The business owner has to understand first and foremost, they're required to pay for half of the lowest priced option for the health insurance. So even if somebody takes a $1,000 a month plan, if that's not the lowest priced option, they don't have to pay for half of it. The lowest price option is 400, then the owner is responsible for 200. But then- if the and but this is like why it's so important to talk to somebody about this and not just assume out of pocket that there are no options. Like that's not a terrible thing. That's not no. a difficult thing to be able to help people obtain. Not not when the if the business owner is used to looking at Obamacare and is going to pay twenty five hundred dollars a month and he can get a group plan right. and and for that same twenty five hundred covers all his employees as well. Well, that that's a win, right? And then you offer things like the dental and the vision and the disability and the law and the and the group life insurance if if you've got people that are uninsurable they can't get life insurance group group life insurance is guaranteed issue you can get somebody one two times salary guaranteed issue that's going to attract somebody who might be a diabetic and has, keeps getting declined or a smoker that doesn't want to pay 5x and so, it, yeah and i think people need to realize there's more accessible to you than you think you just got to go talk to some people about how to do it i i I have this line you don't know what you don't know which is why you got to keep watching my show which is (laughs) you know my my podcast is ask the plan man right so you don't know what you don't know so if you're not talking to somebody who's going to at least tell you the things you don't know and things for you to consider you know i refer to myself as a mudslinger i'm going to throw mud on the wall and I'm going to point out all the things that you need to be considering and thinking about. And you tell me what you want to execute. Mm-hmm. But if, if you don't know and don't have these things, you don't understand how vulnerable you are. Like we just touched on disability. Even if they don't have employees, if they're self-employed, what happens when they get sick or injured and now they can't work? What are you doing to protect your income? You die. Somebody's probably going to get a check. Most likely you're going to have life insurance. Nine out of 10 times, people are going to have life insurance well over having disability. They don't see disability as being a necessary expense, but the average person has a 15% chance of being disabled before the age of 65. That's one out of seven. 
And now we're stuck having to feed you and bathe you and change the the ramp at the doorway and and put wheelchair acts. I mean, God forbid, whatever these things are, but you're a burden on the family. There's an expense now. You're dead. We put I'm not trying to be too right. but it's too true. Callous, I used but... to say the same thing. If you're dead, do you have a problem? And people would be like, Yeah, I'm like, no, you don't. Your family has a problem. Right. You're fa- right. They're gone. But now you're you got a disability, the family and you have a problem because now the income's not there, the expenses have escalated. So what are you going to do? And, and I so- think, you know, and this is so often like estate planning, like a lot of things with attorneys, people put their head in the sand because they don't want to think about it, or they think it's too complex, or they think it's inaccessible, when truthfully, all you just need is a little bit of information to make such mm-hmm. more educated decisions. Well, I, I say all the time, Aaron, it, it, the society's problems, amongst other things, are apathy and omnipotence. Well, it's not going to happen to me. Right. And and I don't care until it's too late. And then they call up and they're like, I just got a diagnosis. Can I get life insurance? No, moron. You can't get life insurance now. It, it's insurance. You, 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 oh, I just had a car accident. Can you cover my car now? I need full collision. No. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Yeah. Like, come on. People are just. So I got to know, considering you're getting hit from every angle, why in the world did you decide to do this? Why do you find such passion in the product? Let's take a quick break. As a service-based professional, you want to be out there attracting more people to your business, making more money, and helping more people. But how are you supposed to get out there when you're stuck inside the daily grind of your business, already out of hours in the day and days in the week? Good news. The solution is not about doing more work. It's about combining the superpower of an authentic personal brand out in front of a scalable, self-managing business. Want to learn more about how to achieve this? Head over to the Work With Us page at conqueryourbusiness.com and check out our Power Brand Amplifier program. We launch on March 4th, and I'd love to see you there. To do the work that I do. Mm-hmm. I think the driving force behind it is I've I've moved from a financial advisor working one-to-one to doing this work now, especially with the podcast, coming on shows like yours, doing my own, is being one-to-many. Mm-hmm. I can get more information out to people in mass than when I was working with them individually. Now the ilk of client is different. You know, when you're managing people's assets and the brokerage firms you work with have minimums and, you know, you're only working at the certain end of the, of the trough. And now you get into health insurance and Medicare and these people are not necessarily as affluent as before. And so ergo to your point is with that. And, and let me be clear, just because people have money doesn't mean they're any smarter. There are plenty oh, God, of dumb yeah. people, plenty of dumb people out we, there. With we know money. a lot of brilliant, I'm not, broke. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> we got a bunch of brilliant, broke yeah. people. And I know a bunch yeah. of really dumb, rich people. So yeah. it was that, yeah, that's mutually exclusive. But in that regard, there are plenty of people who just are not well off and don't have the information and they don't have access to people to give them the time of day to explain it. Yeah. And so, you know, it, Again, you, you go with the things that you hear, the 1%. Well, the 1% is not my clientele. Well, that leaves 99%. <laughs> there's a lot of people, <laughs> people there's a lot there. of people out there at the 99%, right? And then if you go with the 80-20, even if it's 20 one way or the other, that's still a lot of people. So 
you know, it, 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 my passion has been based on my, you know, upbringing, my, my journey, you know, my tribulations of just wanting to help people get the right information, get the right decisions. Look, we, 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 we do, we do a lot of varieties of things and there's nothing that makes us feel better when a client literally last week sends us a check, sends us a picture of the check she got for $10,000 that reimbursed her for something that we put in place to reimburse her if something happened. And, and her specific situation cost her nothing. That medical situation was protected with, you know, think of it as an Aflac type tool. It wasn't Aflac, but, you know, she had an accident plan that would pay up to $10,000 and she fell, she broke her foot, needed surgery. And lo and behold, there's a check for $10,000. She was surprised. And I'm like, that's, but that's what it, it works. It works. And, and I but think, people, yeah. you know, when they say, well, what's that for? Why am I spending $29 a month? And I'm like, but that's what you spend $29 a month for. Right. Right. So that you don't have a $10,000 boo-boo. And, right. and again, I have, I have lots of lines. So, you know, an accident, no, nobody intended to have that accident. She didn't intend to fall. You, you didn't intend to hit that car. That tractor trailer didn't intend to hit you. Right. So, but I came up with the word intendant. Intend. I didn't have an intendant. Like, did you intend to go do that? No. Did you intend to have appendicitis today? No. You know, my, one of my mentors said, walk around a hospital and except for the maternity ward, ask <laughs> everybody in the hospital, did you plan on being here today? Right. You didn't intend and yet, to Right. And yet, statistically, odds are at some point you will find yourself in one of these situations. I used to think that when I first started commuting for work, like I had graduated college where I used to walk to school and I was commuting to work and I had this beater car that probably had no business being <laughs> on the highway yeah. in Chicago to begin with. Right, right. And I'm thinking, okay, there's a million people on this highway, first of all. There's no shortage of it. But even with a million people on this highway, every single day I saw at least three accidents. It's the same, it's roughly the same million of us at the same time during rush hour, right? right. So we know it's a almost static million of us. And if three people are having an accident every day, every day, I can guarantee you I will get a turn. Like, right? <laughs> right. like I'm watching this happen going, there is no way if I keep commuting this far on this type of road, I'm coming out of this unscathed. Right? Right. It's just right. not going to happen. But like we, I said earlier about more people have life insurance over disability. Well, we do know we're going to die. Which then bodes the question, why aren't you all heavily buying life insurance? Because you are going to die. You may not get disabled. You may not go in a nursing home. You may not have a car accident. But I guarantee you, you will die, right? Life, <laughs> nobody gets out alive. So shouldn't people, based on that, have bazillions of dollars in life insurance knowing they're going to die and, and create phenomenal amounts of wealth for their families, well, no, right. why? Because it's not at, for me. It's, right, it's for them. Right. And, and well, I'm look selfish. At it, <laughs> look at it as an ROI situation, because especially for small business owners where, you know, you're focused on growing your business, you think that this is an expense. And so too many business owners treat everything as an expense as opposed to an investment. 
And in many, many ways, insurance, different insurance products, they're a version of an investment in your business because they are the protection 100%. if and when something happens. Look, if, you, if you have a business partner, we we counsel about key person, yeah. you know, it's referred to as key man. Obviously I say key person these days, but key person insurance or buy sell agreements. Yeah. So again, if, if you're the listener out there, if, if I've got a 50, 50 partner, me and my buddy, we grew up together. We're best friends. We we have this business. We're married. We have wives and 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 kids and families. If something happens to my partner, his wife is now my partner. Right. Does she know how to run the business? Probably not. Do I want to be dealing with her on an everyday basis? Probably not. I need to does buy she, her out. Does she even want to? Do she want, right. Does she want to <laughs> be bothered with me? Right. So if you don't have a buy-sell agreement, funded with a life insurance policy, how am I going to be able to buy her out and maintain, retain full control of the company, right? So th that's a very fundamental item if somebody has partners and you do the same with disability, key person disability insurance. Because if my partner gets injured, sick, disabled, crippled, whatever, I got to pay. I got to pay. He wants his salary. He wants his equity stake. He needs his dividends. Well, how, am I, how am I replacing that person and paying him? I need, I need the disability coverage. I need business continuation coverage. I need, so again, if you're listening as a, as a business owner, there's all, all these other components that you do need to pay attention to, whether it's now or down the road, but educate yourself and understand what the WIFM is and why. And that's, and that was really what I was going to wrap this up with is going back to your comment. You don't know what you don't know. And there's certain things in your business if you don't know what you don't know about social media or whatever. But if you don't know what you don't know about protecting right. the, in my opinion, inevitable crap that happens, you got to find out. You got to find out. So, but not, that being, not knowing is not an excuse anymore. Right. You Google this stuff. Like, <laughs> you, I, I mean, I'm older than you, but. You know, we had the encyclopedias. Yes, I remember. And, and then, and then, and then, every year you got the new annual Seven update, one. right? And yeah. you had to put it in we the back that. of the back of the shelf, right? Like you were wealthy, you had encyclopedias. <laughs> like we, we didn't have, we had to borrow others. So, <laughs> you know, it, now you Google the stuff. So you go to YouTube. You could. Find, there's so much information. So I'm putting my stuff out there so people can find it and hopefully ed self educate. But you know, the I didn't know is not an excuse anymore. You just can't, but that's the apathy, right? That's just, eh, you know, I don't care. I, it, under the category of what do you want and how bad do you want it? This is another thing you absolutely have to be paying attention to. Love it. Yeah. So if they want to chat with you directly, oh boy, what is the best way to find you? Well, you go to planman.tv, P-L-A-N-M-A-N. So my show is called Ask the Plan Man. The short code, just go to planman.tv. And you could Google me or Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I mean, plan man's everywhere. So just hit ask the plan man and you'll find me, hit me with your questions. You want to watch my episodes, tons of information out there. We got longs, we got shorts. So, and here's the deal. The business owners I know are working so, so, so hard to create what it is that they have. Don't keep it at risk. Find out what's going on and what you need to do. So absolutely. I know it's not everybody's favorite topic, but it is so, so, so important. So thank you for coming and sharing the knowledge, uh, the insights, the stories, all of the things. And thank you for sharing it out there. I think the the access to information is absolutely imperative for people. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice. Leaving us a review and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.